you about going to a new level? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, you're allowed to say that. Uh, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 6, please. Um, this is going to be a new living translation. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 6. New living translation. And it's just one line, but it's really good. It says, wherever you go and whatever you do, you'll be blessed. Okay. <laughs> and the crowd went mild. No, no, no. Come on now. <laughs> wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. It's, it's a, come on now. We're doing a mind shift here is what we're doing. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 9, New Living Translation. Pull that one up, please. Deuteronomy 30, verse 9, New Living. And it's the first line. Then the Lord your God will then make you successful in everything that you do. Absolutely everything. He said it. He didn't stutter. Let's go to Genesis 24, verse 1 and 2. New Living. Genesis 24, verse 1 really is what it is. Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. Um, are we not the seed of Abraham? Yes. Do we not qualify for this? Yes. Psalms 511, please. King James. Psalm 511. I'm pacing myself today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, yeah, because <laughs> Thursday was, but it was loaded. It was some high test stuff, and it was like, Psh! Psalms five eleven, King James. Ha ha! For you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, and you will compass that means surround him as with a shield. You're surrounded. Yeah, verse 12, you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, and you will compass or surround him as with a shield. Favor shield. You got a favor shield around you. Come on now. We got to, you know, because there's times when we don't think, you don't feel them. It doesn't doesn't matter if you don't feel it. It's still around you. His word does not change. Glory to God. So, So we thank God for his blessing right? And we thank God for his favor because we have them both. Say this, I am presently blessed and I am permanently blessed when the blessing of God and the favor of God is on me and it is, and it is, that makes me superior to all my circumstances. Every single one. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. That's why, come on now, that's why we we are equipped and we're set up to go to our next level. Come on. Look at the change from the last level at 946 Main Street to where we are today. The anointing, it just went whoosh. Everything has stepped up and we're stepping into it. Come on now. And so as we go into a new level, and, and we know this, that God's mind is on increase, and he wants to increase us more and more. But there are steps to get us there, and he uses people to fulfill his purpose. Come on now. 
That's why we have leaders, elders, people speaking into our lives. Why? To fulfill his purpose so we can go to a next level. So if you, if you turn around and start, you know, uh, well, these people don't know what they're talking about, and start dissing what they're saying, you're holding back your level. So if you go to God and say, God, why not? Why not? Well, he's going to say, why haven't you listened? Why aren't you in your place? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So being faithful is where it's the key to getting us to the next level. Faithfulness. Are you going to do what you say and say what you do? Amen. Come on. What God has for you is so big, but you need to be faithful where you are so he can bring you into the next level. He is going to bring you into the next level. You are not going to bring yourself into the next level by elbowing and, and trying to button line and try to push somebody out of the way. No, 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 no. You tie into God and let him do it because when God does it, I tell you what, it is sweatless. It is fun. It's a blast. You're going to enjoy your way. I remember huh, when, when Jesse DePlantis was here uh, at uh, 110. It's the second time he was here. And um, I, had to, uh, I had to go to the airport. And everybody knows how much I like, love Jesse. I had to go to the airport to pick up Mark Hankins. Because pastors couldn't do it because they were there with Jesse. And I'm thinking, oh, man, okay. So I missed his message, most of it, because I had to get Mark Hankins. But if you take a step back, I had an airport from the airport to the, to the hotel, me and Mark Hankins in a, in to, together, right? Because I did it non-grudgingly, right? And we chatted and chatted and chatted and, chatted and laughed. The next morning, we go to the hotel, pastors and I, to um, take Jesse to the airport. And I'm at the hotel at the Ramada, and Jesse comes walking out by himself, and it's him and I. The favor of God, because I was faithful to do what I was called to do. And so Jesse and I had a chat for about 15 minutes, him and, him and, and again, there was nobody else around. It was just him and I. And I'm thinking, man, this is, <laughs> pinch me. And I, you know, I didn't go, oh, God, I want to meet Jesse. No, he, he knew my heart, right? And I, and I love listening to Mark Hankins. You can't, I remember, <laughs> I remember one time I was listening to him, because I like to listen to the word at night and preachers and stuff, and I, and I, did it once, and I put him on. <laughs> it does not work. Oh my goodness! I woke myself up. Why? <laughs> Woo! So he's going to bring you to your next level. Let God do it. Is what I'm saying. Now we decide how faithful we are. You decide, I decide how faithful we are, and how bad do you want to go to your next level? How far do you want to go? Well, how faithful do you want to be? How faithful do you want to be? You know, will you come on Thursdays, or will you just come on Sundays? Will you come on both, or will you just come on Sundays and not Thursdays? Like, you know, are you going to be faithful to, to come Right? Because the more that you do that, the more God is going to say, hey, listen, look at my son, look at my daughter here. Let's fix them up. Look how faithful they're being. 
right? <clears throat> and they're volunteering to ministerial work here. There's people that, that go around and they, you know, um, do all kinds of little things that you don't even know, right? And they're not doing it for recognition. They're just doing it because that's their heart. And, and you watch them. God blesses them like, what? And so people go, well, how come they're getting so blessed? Well, you do what they do. Do what they do. That's cool. So God is looking for people who can be trusted to stick, stick with it through the hard times. It's easy to come in and be faithful when things are good. <laughs> oh, we're just rolling in the glory. Come on. Yeah, but what if it's dry? Are you still going to come in? You know, and, and so and we come in with a humble and a teachable attitude because God is looking for people who's going to get the job done and not quit in the middle of it. Amen? Come on, he's not into quitters. And it's more than talent. It's more than charisma or good looks. God is looking for faithfulness, right? And that's, what he, that's the God, kind of God we serve. He's a faithful God. We just started, we were singing about how great is his faithfulness. Well, how great is your faithfulness? It's a good question. <laughs> you know, <laughs> say la. <laughs> Ribbit. Let's go to Matthew chapter 25. King James, please. <laughs> Matthew 25 in the King James version, please. Verse 23. We all know this, but it's good to see it. Are you there? And his Lord said unto him, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Well, where does the joy come from? Being from the Lord, but the joy came from being faithful. Right? So, you know, because you see some people that are walking around, they're just miserably saved. Right? And it's like, okay, well, do you go to church on Thursdays? Well, no. <laughs> I got no time for that. <laughs> and you got no joy. Huh? I wonder. Just wonder. Anyways, so when you're faithful in small things, God will make you ruler over bigger things. Amen? You can't expect it to promote you to the next level until you've proved yourself at the level that you're at now. Being faithful. It's real simple. I found this checklist. So here's a, here's a checklist to do. Have you done what he's asked you to do? Number one, have you done what he's asked you to do? Number two, haven't you proven your, have you proven yourself in your current season? What season are you in? Duck season. Why that season? No. no what, what, season are you? What, season are you? what season are you in right now? <laughs> I know. Bugs Bunny people. That's, uh, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so have you proven yourself in your current season? And have you done it? Here's a big one. Have you done it with a good attitude? Have you done it with a good attitude? Oh, I'll preach big. Because, you know, <laughs> are you standing up and sitting down on the inside? <laughs> We've all done it. I ain't got to stand up. Just because they said so. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And Saul, King Saul, before he was king, he is faithful to look for the donkeys 
as he was asked by his father. His father sent him out on a trip, mission trip, find my donkeys. David was anointed to become king, but there was a time, and it was a few years before it came to pass, he was a future king with a present full-time job of tending sheep. I remember, yeah, come on now. He was bad. <laughs> I remember when I was walking, working at the dockyard, and I wanted to be in full-time ministry. And pastor said, do you realize how much money you're getting paid to be in the ministry right now? Yeah, I was in it. But I was working at the dockyard, being prepared for this. Where you are is, is your preparation time. And it's, it's so good. God's vision for you is not determined in, by your current circumstance. Where you are right now is, is, is just a season. But it's a preparation season. So be faithful where you are. And enjoy the trip. Right? Learn to embrace the mundane routine or the dailiness of daily. Come on now. Learn to embrace that. Come on now. That's huge. What do you do? Well, plan to take over the world, Pinky, every day. <laughs> right? That's what we do. But there is, a <laughs> there is a dailiness of daily that you do. And it's your, you know, they call it the daily grind. And it is, sometimes it is a grind. But I'll tell you what, it's like <laughs> Samson. He was stuck to the daily grind, but his hair grew back. Oh, say that again. The grace was in the grind. Oh, that's big. That's huge. And because the grace was in, his, in the grind, his hair began to grow back. Come on. That anointing that was on him, just come on now. I'm going to find me some grind. I need to get my hair back. Glory to God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? In Acts chapter 20, it says, you shall eat meat and not lose, a hair, not lose any hair on your head. I'm a, hey, I'm a, meat, I'm a meatitarian. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm expecting. Jesus, help me. Anyways, learn to, yeah. The grace was in the grind. Oh, mm, that's good. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. And this is going to be in the New Living. Uh -huh. We're going to be flipping back and forth between New Living and King James, but we're going to start here. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, New Living. Saul, he was set up in a good way. Then in, in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, then Samuel took a flask of olive oil, poured it over Saul's head. He kissed Saul and said, I'm doing this because the Lord has appointed, or uh, in the King James, it says, it anointed you to be ruler over Israel, his, his special possession. And we know this in Philippians 4.13. It says, I can, I, I can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, which strengthens me. That anointing will strengthen you when you're in the dailiness of daily doing the daily grind. 1 John 2, 27. King James, please. 1 John 2, 27. Are you guys keeping pace with me? Is it all right? Okay. 1 John 2, 27. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. Abides. 
There's an anointing that abides in you, stays with, lives in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth. He will show you what's true and is no lie, even as it, he, has taught you, you shall abide in him. Abiding in the anointing. That's where we're, that's our key. Listen to this in the message. It says, <laughs> but they're no match for what is embedded deeply within you. Nothing's a match. Christ's anointing, no less. You don't need any of their so-called teaching. He's talking about this Pharisees and all those other C's. Christ's anointing teaches you the truth on everything you need to know about yourself and about him. Uncontaminated by a single lie. Live deeply in what you were taught. We have been taught very well here. And we're continually being taught very well. Why? Because we crack open the book. And we teach you what's in the book. We don't teach you what's, uh, you know, uh, the latest, greatest, whatever. I don't teach, I don't talk about opinion. I don't like that. I hate it. Give me this. Because opinions is, right? And so, no, no, no. So, um, live deeply in what you were taught. Let's go to Luke 4.18, King James. Yay! King Jimmy. Woo! Luke 4.18. We all know this one, but it's, it's good to read it. Praise the Lord. Are you there? All right. Because we need to stir up the fact that this is happening in us. What we just read in 1 first, uh, first John... We need to remind ourselves that in Luke 4.18, uh, it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. What happens if we start saying that like three or four or five, six, seven times a day? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Right? The Spirit of the Lord is in me. The Spirit of the Lord is all around me. The Spirit of the Lord is propelling me forward. What? So, why? Because he has anointed me and you to preach the gospel, good news to the poor. Good news. Not, talk, not, the, not the gospel of the virus. Not the gospel of the mask. Not the gospel of the government. Right? No, no, no. He said he, he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. How many people out there right now brokenhearted? Come on, floods twice in a month. Yesterday, there was a, they said it was a, a month's worth of rain in the morning again, right? And people are just bummed out. And so they, they, need, some, they need some love. Amen. So sent to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty, set them free, those that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And I like it in the New Living. It says that the time of the Lord's favor has come. The time, this time, it's time. God's favor has come today, right now. Why wait? Why wait? So number one, there's going to be supernatural restoration. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 2. Pastor has taught this years ago, and I still have my notes. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 2. We're going to do this in a new King James. 
<laughs> because it's kind of close to the King James. <laughs> First Samuel chapter 10, verse 2, New King James. Supernatural restoration. We can expect to have that. Amen? Which is uh, supernatural restoration. What was lost is now found. Verse 2, it says, When you've departed from me today, you'll find two men by Rachel's tomb in the territory of Benjamin uh, at Zelza. I like that name, Zelza. It's just kind of like salsa, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's just, hey. <laughs> and they will say to you, <laughs> Come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they <will laughs> They're going to say to you, the donkeys which you went to, uh, to look for have been found, and now your father is he's caring about the donkeys, and now he's worried about you, saying, what shall I do about my son? Number two is going to be supernatural progress, and this is verse three. In other words, he says, you're going you're to go forward. You're going to move ahead. It says, then you shall go forward from there and come to the terebinth tree of Tabor. Number three, supernatural favor. And this is verses three and four. From people you don't even know are going to turn around and bless you. Come on now. You're, you're a blessing going somewhere to happen, and people are looking to find you. A money magnet. So you can be, yes. Come on. God wants us blessed to what? He wants us blessed to be a blessing, not to hoard it upon ourselves. Just to see, look how much I got. No. <laughs> God, it's a hearty har har. It's a piece of pavement. Get over yourself. The streets are paved with gold. And so you're going to go around bragging about you got a piece of pavement? Go inside, go to the front, grab a rock, and just walk around. I got some, I got some ice cream. No, I got some pavement, and you can't have none. Come on now. Now, people we don't even know. It says, then you should go forward from there and come to the Terebinth tree of Tabor. There, three men are going up to God at Bethel will meet you. One carrying three young goats. The man must be some tough and strong. Probably the size of Tim. Because these goats are like, you know, you, you've seen a goat. They're big. And he's carrying three of them. He's carrying three. Right? He's not dragging them. So, yeah, it'd be like Tim. He'd have two on one side and one on the other shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll be watching live stream. What are you doing? <laughs> John, edit, edit. <laughs> One carrying three young goats, another carrying three loaves of bread. I'd rather carry the bread. <laughs> I can do that. And another carrying a skin of wine. And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you shall receive from their hands. People are going to come up and start giving you stuff. Why? Because we're distributors. We're distributors of the blessing. And, and especially now, these people, like there's a lot of people that have damaged homes and stuff. And if we can help them out, glory to God. Number four, supernatural power to change. Supernatural power to change. This is verse six. And it says, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another person. 
right? And you link that up with Isaiah 61 and verse 1. Arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen. It's going to come up and then it's going to come on you. Up and on you. To make sure that it does, that anointing misses nothing. It's going to cover you on the way up and it's going to drench you on the way down. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. And let it be. Let it be. Let it be. <laughs> when these signs come, uh, come to you, that you do as the occasion demands, for God is with you. New Living says, after these signs take place, do what must be done. When you start getting blessed like that, there's going to be things for you to do. Not just to sit back with it and just say, hey, become a fat cat. No, no, no. There is going to be something for you to do. And the message just says, when these confirming signs are accomplished, you'll know that you're ready. Whatever job you're given to do, do it. Whatever job you're given to do, do it. That's in the church. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Do it. Why? Because God is with you. We're going to go to the Passion Translation just one time. (laughs) Just one. Acts chapter (laughs) 2. Yeah, it's a good one. Oh, yeah. Verse 1. Well, you got to have, you know, at least one Passion verse, right? Just because. I gave you a whole lot of King James. I did. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Uh, Verse 1. On the day of Pentecost was being fulfilled, all the disciples were gathered in one place just like here. And suddenly they heard the, uh, the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. The roar of the wind was so overpowering that it was all that anyone could bear. Then all at once a pillar of fire uh, appeared before their eyes and it separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. And this is the part, verse four, they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit. So <clears throat> you're full Are you full of the Holy Ghost? Well, okay, then you're equipped as well. You're not just full, but you're full and equipped. There's a, come on. It's, you got a twofer. Now you're full. Now you're equipped. Do something. Do something. Whatever job you're given to do, do it. Because why? You're filled. You're equipped. You can do this. There is nothing, no thing holding you back. Why? Because you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You've got heaven backing you up. Amen. Um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. New Living Translation, please. Philippians 2, 13. New Living. It says, for God is working in you. And he's given you the desire. He's given you the power to do what pleases him. That's part of the equipping. The equipping. He's given you the desire to do it, and he's going to give you the power to do it. So you can't go around bragging about what you did. No, no, no. If you're going to brag on anything, you're going to brag on what he did through you. Get your pronouns right. Next verse, please. Verse 14. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Come on now. How true is that? 
Oh, that, oh, that is, come on, that is a serious step. Don't complain. Don't argue. Be sweet. Be happy. By faith. Oh, hey, sometimes it is a walk of faith, man. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes people just tick you off. <laughs> Said to, to nobody in particular. <laughs> I'm not looking around. Oh, you know, I'm keeping my face right here. <laughs> yeah, so we're blameless. So we're without blame. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you must be complaining about somebody else and arguing with somebody else because it ain't me, I'm blameless. <laughs> Romans 8.37, King James, please. <laughs> Romans 8.37 in the King James Version. Yeah. Yep, yep. Love the first word. Nay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'd be King James, because I could have picked another one, but I like nay. Uh, nay. Will Wilbur. <laughs> nay, in all these things, we are more than, more than conquerors through him that loved us. Now, it's one thing to be a conqueror, and then it's another thing to be more than a conqueror. He's going to biggie size your conquering. Amen. Complete Jewish Bible, complete Jewish Bible says, no, in all these things, we are super conquerors, super conquerors through the one who has loved us. We're called to be super conquerors. We should be walking around with a cape, <laughs> flying in a, <laughs> with a great big ass on your, on your chest. SC. <laughs> yeah, we come with our own theme music. It'd be cool. Yep. God is faithful. That would be our theme music, wouldn't it? Yeah, because it ain't about us. <laughs> T.D. Jake said this. He said, God is not going to promote you because you have a dream. He's, he's going to promote you because you've maximized where you are, and so now you're ready to go to the next level. Maximize where you are, and he's going to promote you. When I started coming to this church, I maximized where I was because I wanted to do, I was doing everything around here. And I hung around so much that I got promoted. I, they hired me. Why? Because I was here. I wouldn't go home. I wouldn't leave. For real. I wouldn't leave. I'd be like Joshua. He wouldn't leave the temple. He wouldn't leave the tabernacle. Yeah. <laughs> But look at, look at, look at what the Lord has done. And I look around and like a lot of you guys have been here for years. Come on. You turned down the opportunity to leave. Thank you very much. And we appreciate that. <laughs> no, we really do. Whew. Yeah. Wow. Hallelujah. Numbers 27. Numbers 27. King James even. King James even. In the Old Testament even. 
<laughs> Suffering succotash. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, Numbers 27, verse 18. Because this is, this is what happens when you, when you get ready to go to your next level. You're going to know, and your leaders are going to know, your pastors are going to know, those that are over you are going to know. Verse 18, and the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hands on him. You get hands laid on you when you get ready to go to your next level. We do laying on of hands here. And there's, there's a reason for it because it's a transference, right? And it says, Lay your hand upon him and set him before Eleazar, the priest, before all the congregation, public commission. You will know publicly. And give him a charge in their sight. And you shall put some of your honor upon him, and all the congregation of the children of Israel may be obedient. Right? Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 38, King James. I live this. So it's easy to talk about it because I've had it happen. Verse 38 in Deuteronomy chapter 1, King James. But Joshua, the son of Nun, which stands before you, he shall go in, in there, encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit. And the word encourage, and this has happened to me over and over and over through our pastors. And uh, in Hebrew, it means to fasten upon to cease, to be strong, to be made courageous, to strengthen, to help, repair, fortify, and to conquer fear. Because the next, your next level is going to take some guts to stand there for till you get what you're standing there for. The Webster's 1828 says, to give courage to, to give or increase confidence of success, to inspire with courage, spirit, or strength of mind. I cannot tell you how many times Pastor Gary has given me a word in due season. When I thought, oh man, hmm, it's not working. It's not going to happen. There was always a word in due season. I was always strengthened. Amen. So Deuteronomy chapter 31, please. Verse 6, King James still. <laughs> I know it's tripping you out, isn't it? <laughs> Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Are you there? He says, um, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he it is that goes with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage. For you must go with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, verse 8, and the Lord said, He it is that does go before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you, neither forsake you. Fear not, neither be dismayed. 
And in verse 6 in the New Living, it says, So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not panic before them, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. He's not going to leave you abandoned. How many times have we gone to God? Where are you, God? Where are you? Why, God? When? No. No. It's where we need to shake ourselves. He says, be strong. And in the Hebrew, it's is, is to be strengthened, hardened, take hold. It says this verb is found 290 times in the Old Testament from the vines. Uh, and it says in the sense of personal strength, <laughs> I like this one, get a hold of yourself. Yeah. Snap out of it. When your back is against the wall, you may have to use, <laughs> you're going to have to say to yourself, come on, get a hold of yourself. Take yourself over to the mirror. Snap out of it, right? Walk into this if you have to, but you got to do what you got to do. Hallelujah. Oh, big time. <laughs> Last verse, Psalms 118, verse 6, New King James. <laughs> Psalms 118, verse 6, New King James. We need to remind ourselves. Yes, the Lord is on my side. Come on now. I will not fear. I will not fear. Why? Because the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Fear. Whatever the situation is, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. My bank account's too low. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I've been given a bad diagnosis. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. My kids are going crazy. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I'm, <laughs> woo. I got chapter and verse for that one, man. What can man do to me? I, okay, and the Message Bible. This is so good. The same, it's the same verse. And it said, God now at my side, and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? God's my strong champion, and I flick off my enemies like fleas. <laughs> Come on, you got to get a toot. Get your toot up and just start, get your head up and just walk around, just kind of. It was like, <laughs> we're in the Philippines. Quick Philippine story. There's me, Pastor Joey, and Brendan. And, and Brendan is like, he's 5'5. Five, five. We're walking by this barbecue, uh, barbecue, bar, a barber shop, and like the, the Filipino people are really, sh they're, they're quite short. And we're walking by, and these guys are looking at us because we're all in muscle shirts, right? WWF, WWF, and so <laughs> of course, you know, they think we're wrestlers. And so then we just started, because then it's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> and even Brendan, he's he got he's. He did. He stuck his chest out there and he got the strut on. It's like, hey, <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> it was so much fun. What a blast we had. Okay. 
Say this with me, please. Today is my receiving day. From this moment on, I expect only good things to happen. No more delays. No disappointments. No holdups. No setbacks. Now, now is a set time for God's favor on my life. The favor of God is on my life. God's favor is on me today. It's everywhere I go. It's in everything I do. I expect the favor of God to go in and, and manifest. I will never again be without the favor of God in my life. In Jesus' name. And the saint said, Amen. Glory to God. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.